boast not of words, nor tell of good deeds, for naught have I done to merit his grace. Oh, glory and praise shall rest upon him, so willing to die in my place. I will glory in the cross, in the cross, lest to suffering all be I will glory in the cross. My trophies and crowns, my robe stained with sin, was all that I had to lay at his feet. Unworthy to eat from the table of life Till God made provision for me I will glory in the cross, in the cross Lest his suffering all be in vain. I will weep no more for the cross that he bore. I will glory. announcements tonight. I don't usually do announcements, but uh, next Sunday night, we are going to have a special uh, group. A lady is going to come and speak, and she's representing the voice of the martyrs. How many of you have ever heard a presentation by them? 
I see two or three hands. Uh, it's a great group. Years and years ago, there was a couple that were missionaries, and uh, they had a lot of persecution. And when they left the foreign field, they tried to get a lot of people to pray for the missionaries that were being persecuted around the world. And they tried to help them uh, with clothes and with uh, things that they needed. They helped to re-educate them when they came back from the foreign field so that they could do some other kind of work. Uh, The Voice of the Martyrs serves persecuted Christians in more than 60 countries around the world uh, tonight. Uh, Provide medical help, job training, new housing, sit beside them, mourn with them, uh, tools to help them advance the kingdom in their work. Uh, and to take the first step in serving the persecuted uh, as we pray with them and pray for them. lady's going to come next Sunday night and make a presentation related uh, to that work. It's a great work. Well, tonight, if you have your Bible, we're in Matthew 10, verses 16 through 23. I think I mentioned this last week. This is a section on uh, sheep among the wolves. Tonight we're going to talk about who the wolves are. Christians, as you know, have been persecuted uh, forever, since the very first. And uh, faithfulness to God guarantees us that at some time, to some degree, Satan uh, and his world system are going to exact a price on us uh, for our service and our worship of the Lord. Let's look at the second half of verse 16 tonight. Therefore, be shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves. In Egyptian hieroglyphics, uh, serpents symbolized wisdom. I never have thought of snakes as being particularly smart, but uh, the Egyptians did. Uh, They were considered to be shrewd and smart and cunning and cautious. Uh, And in this characteristic, and in that one alone, of course, Christians are to emulate serpents. Uh, Servants of the Lord are to be shrewd and cunning in dealing with an unbelieving world that is around them. The second thing is most uh, uh, harmless and gentle of all the birds. The dove uh, represents being pure or innocent. Another characteristic of a faithful disciple of the Lord, to be shrewd, to be innocent. Um, Being true to God's word and uncompromising in proclaiming it does not require and should not ever include being abusive, being coarse, being inconsiderate, being belligerent, being rude to the people that really we're trying to lead to the Lord. So we want to be shrewd and we want to be innocent and we want to uh, be loving as we reach out to other people. Innocence involves more than simply avoiding negative attitudes in our life. Uh, It also involves a positive attribute of purity. Godly wisdom has no part in anything that is impure, that's deceitful, that's defiling, 
So we want to be pure. We want to be an ally of truth and righteousness and present our purity uh, to the Lord. We're to be like the Lord himself, our high and holy priest, innocent and undefiled. And this is, of course, one of the hardest things for me to do, and I imagine it is for you to do. We are to love our enemies and to do good to those that hate us. In following our Lord's example, when we are reviled, we are supposed to bless those that revile us. When we are persecuted, we're supposed to endure. When we are slandered, we are supposed to conciliate. Now this is so terribly, terribly hard. You know, it's easier to fight than do this. Uh, It's just real hard. We get discouraged uh, trying to do it. Uh, We must look to our good shepherd to lead us in in the paths of righteousness and and do this right because it's very, very difficult to do it. All right, let's look at verse 17. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the courts and scourge you in their synagogues. And you shall even be brought before the governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. Now, Jesus here begins to tell us who the wolves are. Uh, He gives warning about four areas in which the wolves will persecute the Christians, in religion, in government, in family, and in society in general. We'll be persecuted in all those arenas if we really follow the Christ. The wolves of whom believers are to beware are men, Men of our age, men that are around us, uh, men that want to do us harm. The agents of the supernatural enemies are human beings. It is through men that Satan opposes us and really persecutes us, all of those that would follow the Lord Jesus. Men are wolves who malign and oppress and imprison and torture and even kill God's people. They're doing this all over the world today. This voice of the martyrs group uh, has us pray for those that are in persecution. In Syria today, they're murdering thousands of Christians. In Iraq today, they're murdering thousands of Christians. Uh, As they move over into Jordan... They're going to be murdering the Christians once again. Beware of these opponents, Jesus says. Be on guard. Be watchful. Be perceptive. To be innocent is not to be naive. You don't want to be naive when dealing with Satan's legions. We want to be smart and we want to do the best we can. Jesus has already promised blessings for those that are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Now, my guess is, I don't want to ask for hands, but my guess is there are many of you here tonight that have been persecuted for righteousness' sake. You know, maybe you got fired from a job along the way because you were a witness for Christ. Uh, Maybe in your neighborhood you were left out of things, you were ostracized uh, because you were a Christian. Uh, We, in various ways, are persecuted 
for our faith. We have insults, all kinds of evil spoken against us falsely for his name's sake. Here he promises the persecution that ultimately will bring a blessing to us. We have to go through the persecution, but the blessing will follow. Jesus' purpose in warning about persecution is not to frighten us, uh, not to scare us away from any kind of ministry, to make us suspicious of every single human being that's not a believer. The very mission that we have been given is to be around unbelievers, to witness to unbelievers. Tomorrow night as we go down to this uh, restaurant, I'm hoping that a lot of people that are there will say, what group is this? Who are you all? What, you know, there's a whole bunch of you. What, 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 what's your group? And we're going to be able to say, we're the Trinity Baptist Church from Sun City Center. We go to a great church where, where God really blesses us and loves us. You know, the waiters and waitresses that will be serving us tomorrow, we can give a witness to them, the people that are around us. It can be a great night. Uh, we, we hope that that will be the case. These early Christians were called to reach out to the unbelievers, be aggressive in reaching out to unbelievers, to try and, and win them over. Uh, they are needed, the Christians, to be warned not to expect that the world is going to just throw their arms open and accept them and love them. It doesn't happen that way. We know that. I've had a lot of doors slammed in my face over the years, a lot of doors. Cindy and I walked through a neighborhood uh, and went house to house, and uh, we had a few folks uh, be rude. Over the years, I've done that many, many times, and of course, there are some people that don't want anything to do with religion, anything to do with God. One day, of course, they're going to meet God, and it's not going to be a good, uh, a good meeting. It's going to be very, very difficult uh, for them. Well, Satan's world system, as you know, is diametrically opposed to Christ. We all know that. His people, his kingdom, he's against all that. Satan will enlist support of every unbelievable, the unbeliever possible to fight against us, to press us down, uh, to hurt us. Jesus' purpose in this text was to caution the apostles, as they went out, all of his people, to not be surprised when they are criticized, ostracized, even imprisoned, even put to death for their faith. I'm sure you all have been watching the news, reading the newspapers. In Houston, uh, they have a new mayor. I can't remember what perversion it is that she has, but uh, she has one of them. And she didn't like uh, Christians uh, preaching sermons, Christian pastors preaching sermons against what she was. And so she sent out an order that they all had to send in their sermons before they preached them to her. <laughs> and, you know, there's all kinds of stuff going on in the courts uh, even today uh, down in Houston as uh, they're going to fight through that. Now, that kind of stuff is coming. 
for us. We're in for it. We're in for a hard time. We might come to the time when there'll be some guy sitting right over here with a tape recorder, taping every word that we say. And if we say the wrong words, then they say, well, that's hate speech, and you've got to go to jail for it. I think that's what's coming. So we've got to realize that. And we've got to pray that God will help us and God will be with us. God will lead us. All right, let's look at the last half of verse 17. For they will deliver you up to the courts and scourge you in their synagogues. Now the weird thing about this was the Jews were the first to skewer the other Jews. Uh, They were the ones that would put them in jail and try to convict them and punish them, uh, their own fellow Jews in the courts of that day, which were, as you know, a part of the synagogues. A Jew accused of breaking the Mosaic law or the rabbinic tradition would be brought before a tribunal of judges who decided the verdict, made the sentence, and meted out the punishment, which was almost always by scourging. In case you don't know what that is, it's, it's being whipped. And some of the whips had little metal pieces in them. And as they would whip you, of course, it would rip your flesh off. In New Testament times, the scourge usually consisted of 39 lashes with a whip. That was one less than the maximum 40 that was allowed in Mosaic law. As the apostles preached and ministered in Christ's name, they would almost uh, always undergo a lot of persecution. And many times they would be brought before the court by men that were being used of Satan. By the time Paul wrote 2 Corinthians, he had been scourged by the Jews on five different occasions. And he was Jew. He was a Jewish person. Jesus himself was accused and tried and convicted, not by the hoi polloi, but by the Jewish courts. They're the ones that sentenced him to death. The intimidation, the vandalizing, the murder of modern missionaries today in primitive societies has almost always, without exception, been carried out or instigated by witch doctors, by shamans, by other religious uh, entities. The greatest restrictions on Christian ministry today, uh, outside of the communistic, atheistic uh, uh, bloc, Russia and places like that, have been by the Muslims. The greatest persecutors of Christians in these days, in these years, have been these radical Muslims that want all of us that are here tonight dead. You know, I've been saying that for years, and many times after I would preach, people would come up and say, that's not right. Why are you saying that's hateful? Why are you saying that's terrible? I have some Muslim friends that live on our streets, and they're just as nice as they can possibly be. Well, this year, this year, In all the newspapers, on all the TV stations, all the radios, they're 
finally beginning to say what I've been saying for years. They want us dead. Did you see the picture of that guy with a hatchet running at uh, people? I mean, it's, it's happening all over the world. And these are the kinds of things. The thing that they want to do most of all is kill us and kill the Jews. We're the two groups that are very at the very top of their we're going to murder you list. And we have to know that. We have to be aware of that. And we have to be shrewd and we have to be innocent as we deal with it. Well, I'm going to stop there because uh, we're going to go down the hall and have a time of fellowship together. I'm looking forward to that. I hope you are. Before we go, we want to have a time of invitation. We want to invite anybody that's in the house tonight that's never made a profession of their faith in Christ. Anybody that's here tonight that never has joined the church, you've been thinking about it, praying about it. We hope that tonight will be the night. And so I'm going to stand down here at the front. We're going to stand together and sing a song. And if the Lord leads, you just slip out and come. Let's stand together as we sing.